Well, hello everyone. Welcome to the first edition of Two Dads, One Ball here in the 2022 college football season. Neil and I are going to kick off week four with some of our favorite bets. I think we're going to limit it to three picks each. Maybe we'll hit four. Maybe we have, you know, talk each other into something. We haven't talked about them to each other yet to this point. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully they are different, but if they're not definitely fade them because if I've learned one thing from uh, the contest so far, if you and I like something, it's just been Pittsburgh in week one, which is if you actually watch that game. So Neil, maybe I'll, maybe I'll run it to you first. Um, I don't know if you put these in a best bet format, but uh, you know, what are you looking, looking at is one of your favorite bets. Yeah, nothing really best bet wise, and I should mention like right this is first edition week four. I, I I think Kyle, you and I have talked about it before, especially with college sports. It's really hard the first three weeks to kind of figure out what teams are going to be both for football, and I'm sure we'll do basketball um, when we get into this college basketball season. But with the transfer portal now, especially like it's just college is just really really hard you know, the first three oh, yeah. weeks to try to handicap you have, the, I mean, I don't, nobody knows shit. Uh, you know, Dave Sherapan says it like, especially in college, the first three weeks. So, you know, don't expect plays from us. I think in college basketball, um, at least posting them, we're making them, we're degenerates at the end of the day. So we're sure as hell firing, but you know, to actually come out and talk like we know what we're talking about for the first three weeks, I think it's, you know, it's just a little irresponsible. So, um, no, nothing. I don't think anything that's a, a that I'll call a best bet uh, category for me, but certainly three likes, three things I've already bet. Um, so the first one for me, I'm going to go. I was watching this team play last week. I loved everything about what they were doing last week. So I'm going to fade the hell out of them this week. And I am going to take the Central Michigan Chippewas going into Happy Valley. They are catching 28 points playing Penn State, who just beat the daylights out of Auburn in Auburn coming home. Um, I just sort of like the, the spot for the Chippewas, I guess, right? Do you have a team in Auburn coming off or a team in uh, Penn State coming off a big win? They went to Auburn. They're coming home. They're playing Central Michigan. Does anyone care, right, of what they walk out of this game with? No, they, they don't. The Chippewas, though, they can score the football. They're putting up 36 points a game. Now they went with that great cover. Thought right. we, we thought we were taking that on the chin. Uh, right, Oklahoma State, right? They, Oklahoma State goes out big, you know, opens up like a 30-point lead. The Chippewas fight all the way back, right? They've got that style of offense. They're one and two, right? They lose the game to the University of South Alabama. That's a South Alabama team that almost went to UCLA and, and upset you know, the Bruins, I would have loved to see that happen. Um, so this is a good team that can put up points. And I think it's the spot for Penn State that they just walk out with a win. They're going to be happy. It's an it's a noon kickoff East Coast time. So it's a 9 a.m. start for us out west. No one's going to be there. Fans, it's the, you know, it's a it's a who it's a who. Yeah, it's a who cares game for them. They'll take out. They'll come out. They'll win the football game. I just think four touchdowns, though, for a team in the, the Chippewas that can score the football. I'll take four touchdowns and that and hope to help to, you know, get the back door. I feel like uh, you've been hanging around Chris and, you know, seeing Adam triggers plays a little too much. That seems right out of their playbook. 
<laughs> I got some. I got some faves. Don't worry. I'm I'm laying some lumber here on the next. Oh uh, so yeah. Well, I guess I guess after that I'll go. You know, with one of my favorite picks and kind of weird to say favorite and this next team in the same sentence, but Notre Dame plus one and a half. Um, they've looked off in three weeks. Coach finally got his first win last week. Kind of looked like they're going to get upset again, but he got it done. So this, this to me, I feel going into the season. I don't know what the, if they release week three look aheads, but I think at some point Notre Dame gets right. There's still a lot more talent on that side. I know they're down their first string quarterback, but Drew Pine's going to get going at some point. But the main reason I like this pick is UNC has a very poor defense. Very poor. We've, we've seen that. Notre Dame can still run the hell out of the ball. And I think that's where they're going to take advantage, get, get Pine on some play action. He'll make plays. It's not going to be asked to do much, but see Notre Dame taking command of this game, getting things back under control. I don't know if they're going to be in the contention for anything big after those two losses, especially to Marshall, but I look at them to get back on track. And, you know, that's, that's one of my favorite plays, you know, here in week four. What do you we're think? Kick, we're kicking it off with a head to head with a head to head because <laughs> I got North Carolina. I said it, I'm going, I said I'm going chalky a little bit. I do get it. It kind of smells right. Like Kyle said, Notre Dame has maybe been one of the worst performing teams as far as expectations go. Um, I get it. Now you need to also understand something about Kmart is he has a very large disdain against Mac Brown. And I understand it. I do. I do too. Do know your name though? I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Um, right. Kyle's right. It, this thing smells, but I, why is it only one, right? As far as Notre Dame's looks so bad and North Carolina's coming in as the three and O team. Um, I get that it smells super fishy. I'm with Kyle in that, that it, why is it only one? But I'm, I was inclined in this for this week to, to take lay the minus one and a half games in North Carolina. I think, I, th I think Mac Brown, I don't like him either, but I think he's going to have the team ready to come in. And I just don't think Notre Dame has figured out anything to be honest. Like they just looked to have looked so bad all season that I can't even say that a win, you know, getting that win over Cal left me any more positive um, on the fighting Irish this week. So I'm going to go with North Carolina and I'll take the more experienced coach at home. So I mean, head to head. I, that's probably about all North Carolina has going for them is the more experienced <laughs> coach that, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll leave that comment there. And they do have a better quarterback for sure, but uh, probably my second favorite, we're going to go into Pullman, Washington, Washington state plus six and a half over Oregon heavily bet game already. Oregon had that impressive win against BYU. Got out of hand a little bit, so I think the public's going to be jumping, you know, on that under a touchdown. But the thing for me is, you know, obviously being a huge USC fan, I've seen a lot of really great USC teams go into Pullman with a less than stellar team than they even have this year, and it's it's upset city. It's kicking a field goal to win it, maybe squeaking out by four, but that place somehow is tough to play. Those fans got nothing else to do, and they will be there ready to go. Speaking of the transfer portal, Cameron Ward 
I don't know why, but he picked Washington State over Ole Miss. So, you know, they've got off to a 3-0 start. Their coach, Dicker, after he took over for their coach after that fiasco last year because he didn't want to get vaccinated. You know, it's a different pod and discussion there, but <clears throat> he's 3-0 after that 0-3 start. So it's his first season, but he's got some experience, and I like Washington State to – you know, have a have the potential to win this game outright, but I'm taking that six and a half. Yeah, I like I I I like I wouldn't I wouldn't I have nothing to really argue against you on that point. I like the you know fading fading Oregon. I have no faith in Bo Nix on the road. I made that very clear last year. So you're gonna tell me that Bo Nix is gonna have is gonna be expected to go up to a hostile environment like you said. And the Cougs, and you know, try to make something happen. I'm not buying it, so I, I, I would support that play. Woo! All right, all right. So, give me, uh, give me number three. My, my like, final, my final one. I'm gonna three on this one. We'll see. I'm, I'm laying double digits with this next team. So I don't know if that, how you feel about that, but I'm gonna take uh, Tennessee minus ten and a half. Uh, they've got Florida coming in. Um, this is the big that. 1230 uh, West Coast time. This is a CBS game. Um, you know, Tennessee's looked really, really impressive. This is, you know, a rivalry game um, between Tennessee and Florida. I don't think, I know Florida sort of looked really, really good, you know, playing a good Utah team in week one. Um, people say, you know, asterisk that it wasn't a home game. It was in Florida for crying out loud. Like it was in the state um, and you have Utah. So it, for all intents and purposes, it was a home game, but they, they did look good. They have not looked good since, um, and I, I so I think they were a little overrated off of that off of that win. I know I'm probably laying it with Tennessee, but you have a Tennessee offense that has done nothing but score points. I think you look at the coach, you know, and Heupel, who has been who hasn't shied away from talking a lot of smack in the SEC, right? Um, and he's got a quarterback that's able to back it up. I think that they will. I think it's kind of one of those spots that they'll go for blood if they have the opportunity to. That place is going to be packed. This is a very high Tennessee team that they haven't had in a very long time. Um, I like Tennessee. I think this could this lines itself up to be just a potential for an absolute blowout, um, much less just being able to cover that spread. So give me give me Tennessee minus a ten and ten and a half. You know, one last thing. You know, Richardson, Florida's quarterback, has not been able to throw the football. So you get Tennessee up by two two touchdowns, like this could get out of hand real quick with his inability, you know, to to chuck the football around. Well, I mean, it's funny you said that because I, I was playing around with the idea of taking Florida plus ten and a half, but I didn't. But it was mainly what what took me off of it is I think Tennessee has a very underrated defense, and kind of what you said, Richardson. He's he's a fun dual threat, I guess. But like you said, do we trust him passing? You know, in a in a passing situation, if they get down to it, do we trust him to you know stay in the pocket and make those plays? So, you know, I stayed away. I'll probably stay away from the game. You know, just try to have fun. Um, you know, watching it. So third play, shocker. Give me the minute, Troy, under six, square as square can be. But it's it's I, I, it's I, not. I, I it's trip. not. I know. I, I can, Chris and Joe, like, oh, of course, you know, the five and a half, it's a trap, it's a trap. But, you know, even even with Kelly, it's like, 
until USC starts turning the ball over and stops getting turnovers on defense, no. Like, I'm I, 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 yeah, you have, and, and I'm, and I'm with you. And I don't know that, like, I would actually put myself in a position to bet it. But you had a lot of people last week, and I know Hayner got hurt, but SC was already up by ten. Like the defense had been playing well, um, you know, and Hayner gets hurt, so yeah, you throw that off. But you have a lot, like, it's you say that it's square. There's a lot of people who are trying to be smart with this USC team and bet against them constantly, right? The narrative of oh my God, I think SC's lost its last three times going to Corvallis by an average of like 26 points, right? Like Oregon State owns SC. Well, everyone's owned SC over the last 10 years. We've been terrible, right? Like, but you, none of that matters with this USC program. It is completely different. This offense is completely different. This coaching staff is completely different. And like, at some point this season, yes, someone's going to – someone, you know, people are – the Sharps or whatever who's going to think – everyone who wants to look so smart betting against USC and fading them, yeah, there is going to come a week where they're going to look really smart because they faded them. I don't know that it's this week, but there has been nothing to tell you that SC doesn't deserve where they are, that they don't deserve to be going to Corvallis and laying six and a half. Uh, Kmart, I'm with you. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, defensively, they, they've made steps. That's going to be an issue all all season. But this is the first team in I've ever seen that doesn't make the stupid plays that keep teams in it that they've always done in years past. So, you know, bringing – I think they finally did it right, bringing someone who had no USC ties. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. As well as keeping their foot pedal to the metal. That's what mm-hmm. it takes to get that recognition. You know, get in those, you know, top four standings, and offensively, there's just there's just so many weapons, and this stat is amazing to me. No team in USC history has ever scored forty points or more in their first four games, and I think that happens this week. And I I, I just can't see Oregon State putting up that many points. Like I think it's like USC forty one thirty one. Like I know it's, Oregon State's got a good defense. Yeah. And again, it's all predicated. If they protect the ball, there's no this there's no chance. But I'm not I'm not going to place a bet saying, yeah, SC needs to turn over the ball once or twice in order for this spread to hit. Like yeah. it, until they show me they're careless with the ball, until they have a serious injury, I'm not being stupid yeah. with that. And don't get wrong, like I mean to, to back it to back up Kyle's point, like when you're playing a team like you to like USC or any team that has a high power, it changes the other team's offense, right? They say, why is USC getting lucky with all these, you know, turnovers? If you're the other team's offense and you know that if you give the back the ball back to Caleb Williams that he's gonna go score a touchdown, it makes you a little more reckless, right? So Oregon State, I could see our defense getting more turnovers on the road because your other team offense thinks I have to go and match you score for score. Right, because I know that USC's offense in this league is going to score uh, against everybody. Right, so it does. It, it is different. Th- yes, there'll be a time. Maybe it's this week where USC comes out and they they lay an egg and they just don't have it. I'm not willing to bet that that's going to be the that this is going to be the week that it has. This team's rolling, and I don't think you can get in front of it. I mean, I think call. You know, people like to talk about the revenge factor. 
there's a lot of kids on this team that went four and eight last year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Oregon State going into the Coliseum and beating them the way they did, just taking control of that game. Those kids remember that. And I, I just I just see them if they can get rolling, play ball control. I'm not saying SC's going to blow this thing out, but, you know, just take that under six. I'm going to fight all day. But, you know, that's that's all I got. Those are my three. I'll probably add two more because there's so many college games and I can't help myself. But, uh, you know, for Bucket Boy and Kmart, thanks for watching. We'll see you on next week's edition of Two Dads and a Ball. Peace.